This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. I often say that the blues is an incredible jumping off point into jazz and learning jazz standards and how to improvise over them. In in today's episode, I'm actually going to talk about a variation on the blues called a bird blues. And bird, of course, refers to the great saxophonist Charlie Parker, the bebop legend. And he kind of took those basic blues changes and transformed them into lots of extra moving harmony that really just made it creative. And I think that the bird blues is an excellent example of how we can take a basic blues form and start really transitioning into what is more typical jazz standard harmony, which is really going to open up the doors to being able to improvise over tons and tons of different tunes really proficiently. This is going to be a good episode. I'm going to give you some strategies and go over what the Bird Blues is. Let's do this thing. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Hey, what's up, everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Welcome. So excited to be here, as always, to help you learn jazz, to help you become a better jazz musician. That's what I do on this show. That's what I've been doing for the past, what is it, 247 episodes now? Man, sometimes I look at that number and I'm like, wow, I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, but it's all thanks to you guys for being listeners, and I appreciate every single one of you. Like I said, we're going to be talking about a bird blues today. A bird blues, of course, re- refers to uh, Charlie Parker's nickname, which was Bird. And, you know, he was obviously an innovator of his time, and he was taking this basic blues form that, you know, we had all become familiar with, and he was adding more changes to it, making it even more harmonically interesting. And of course, these changes are reminiscent of many jazz standards. So I always say, like I said, like the blues is a great entry point. A bird blues is sort of like the step in between. It's like the bridge from regular blues harmony to even more in-depth jazz harmony. So this is a great song form to study. And uh, I'm going to be going over the form so you understand what it is. Uh, how, how to analyze it. And then, of course, we're going to go over some tips and tricks for actually improvising over it because it really is something that could you know, yield a lot of results for the practice time that you actually do put into it. Now, before we jump into that, I did announce for the very first time last week to my newsletter that my company, Learn Jazz Standards, is hosting our very first virtual summit in 2021 called Learn Jazz Live. Learn Jazz Live 2021. It's going to be held from February 27th through the 28th. Now, Learn Jazz Live, it's a two-day virtual event that brings together the the world-class jazz educators to deliver the best jazz education you can get your hands on. You'll get access to top-notch jazz workshops on topics such as jazz improv, jazz theory, harmony, learning jazz standards, practicing, and mindset. And you're going to leave feeling inspired, motivated, and ready to take your jazz playing to the next level. Just some of our speakers, Jamie Abersald is going to be giving a workshop, Bob Reynolds, 
Amy Nolte, Jens Larson, uh, Elijah Muse, Jeff Schneider, Brendan Lowe, Peter Martin is going to be there, Nick Manella, Michael Lake, uh, Christopher Sutton from Musical U, Donna Schwartz, Quist, I mean, and uh, 20 plus other speakers. Just really going to be an amazing event that I know you're going to learn so much from. You're not going to want to miss it. So go get your ticket at learnjazzlive.com, learnjazzlive.com. And also, if you ever consider being part of our Inner Circle membership, my company's also hosting a special gold pass where you get a free pass to Learn Jazz Live when you sign up for an Inner Circle membership. So you can take advantage of that at learnjazzlive.com. All right. So hope to see you there at that, but let's jump right into Bird Blues. Let's kick it. Okay, awesome. So first things first, uh, what, let's talk about what the Bird Blues actually is. Like, what is uh, the song form? And that actually happens to be my very first tip, of course, for being able to improvise over a Bird Blues. And that is understand the harmony of a Bird Blues. Understand why it works. So first, let's actually go back for a second and talk about what makes a blues a blues in the first place. So to kind of you know jog your memory in case you're not familiar, I'm doing this in the key of F today at concert F. We have a one chord, so in this case it's going to be F7, and then we have a four chord, which is a B flat seven in this particular case, and then we have a five chord, which is a C7. Okay, and really a blues is all based around these two chord progressions. just the one four and the five so obviously we also have a, a jazz blues which adds a little bit more harmony into it so you know we have our one chord to our four chord and then we go to our one chord and then sometimes a two five to the four chord and then a sharp four diminished and then like a six chord and a two five one some kind of turnaround back to the top again. It's 12 bars, and we can add more harmony and more stuff, and that's exactly what Bird does, but he actually really transforms it even more than that. So with a Bird Blues, the one chord is actually changed into a major seventh chord, okay? So it's no longer a dominant seventh chord, which might make people feel a little confused. Like, why? That's kind of what the big characteristic of a blues is, right? It's like we're taking the one chords and the four chords, which normally are dominant seventh chords, and we're making them a major seventh chord, okay? So bear with it for a second. So we have the one chord for one bar, and then we do a two five to the six minor. A two five to the six minor. What is that? So F major seven, E minor seven flat five, A seven to D minor seven, okay? So... Okay, now we don't stop there. We actually keep rolling with those chord changes. So then we go to D minor 7 to G7. Okay, that's a 
movement and force there, like as if we're doing a 2-5 to C minor, which we are, so C minor, F7, then we arrive at the B flat 7 in bar 5. Now, what is the B flat 7? That's our four chord. So in other words, Charlie Parker does this interesting cycling in two fives, cycling in force, to arrive to the four chord. Okay? He has a different way of getting there. So again, one chord, F major seven for one bar. Now we start the cycle. E minor seven flat five, A seven, D minor seven, G seven, C minor seven, F seven, B flat seven. Okay? So he's just cycling in force. E to A to D to G to C, to F, to B flat, which is the four chord. Isn't that an interesting way of getting there? Very creative. Now, at this point, we, we really just need to get to the five chord at some point, right? That's really what we're trying to do. So Charlie Parker has a very interesting way of doing this. Uh, this is super beboppy, and he loves it, obviously. This is what, that's what he does. So he's always trying to add more harmonic movement. So we have the four chord for one bar in bar five. That's B flat seven. Now what he does is he turns that B flat seven in bar six into a B flat minor seven. Ah, interesting, right? So now he does two beats of B flat minor seven to E flat seven. So that's like a two five relationship that would resolve to A flat major, right? That's what, that's what that would sound like. But he doesn't do that. We call this a deceptive cadence. So he goes B flat minor seven, E flat seven. And then he goes chromatic half step down and does another two five. A minor seven, D seven, right? Just chromatic half step down. And then another chromatic half step half step down to A flat minor seven, D flat seven, until finally we get to bar nine and we get to G minor seven. So now we're back into diatonic territory. Everything is not related to F major there until we get to bar nine. Okay, so let's go back to that, that bar five. We're at the four chord finally, it's the B flat seven. Then he starts the cycle of two fives chromatically approaching each other. So it's B flat minor seven, E flat seven, A minor seven, D seven, A flat minor seven, D flat seven. Now G minor seven, that's the two chord of F major, concert F major, which is the key we're playing in. That's our one chord. So G minor seven for one bar, C seven, F major seven. And then he does like a little one, six, two, five, back up to the top, okay? So this is a bird blues. Let me just play it for you really quick. Okay, maybe I added a few substitutions in there on the turnaround, but you'll forgive me for that. So Really cool sounding harmony, and yes, it's typically played a little bit faster. Doesn't have to be though. Doesn't have to be fast. You can play this medium, you can play it however you want. It actually works. You could even play it as a ballad if you wanted to. But we have the one chord for review, and we start the cycle two five to D minor, but then it's a two five to C minor is another way to look at it. And C minor to F7 is a two five to B flat seven. That's the four chord. Then we do the chromatic two fives, right? Approaching the two chord of F major. So it starts with B flat minor seven, E flat seven, half step down to A minor seven, D seven, half step down to A flat minor seven to D flat seven. Then the two chord G minor seven, C seven, F major seven, and then the turnaround. Okay, it's really cool, really interesting harmony, and it can be a lot of fun to improvise over this 
stuff. Now, a couple things that come up, and you know, this is already coming up in my community in the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. We have something called the Jazz Standards Club, where we study a new jazz standard every single month. And the one we happen to be studying this month is called Blues for Alice, which is a, a bird blues. It's a head that Charlie Parker wrote using these changes. And one question that's immediately coming up is there's a lot of just two beats per chord going on here. There's a lot of chord changes going on. So how do we approach this? Like how how are we how do we play this? I can't possibly play all these changes. So tip number two is focus on the five chords. Focus on the five chords. Okay? Now the five chords, and, and to be more specific, the five to the one chords. Okay? So whether it's whether it's a five that's tonicizing a two, like for example in bar three or bar two and three, we have F major seven is the in the first bar actually, and then that E minor seven flat five A seven to D minor seven. That A seven is acting like a five chord of D minor seven, which we know is the sixth chord of F major, but we call it a secondary dominant, right? It sounds like it's tonicizing that D minor seven. So what chord can we skip to make things simpler? Well, we're gonna skip the chord in between, the E minor seven flat five. So now we're thinking F major seven to A seven, okay, to D minor seven, all right? So let's just think of something we could play here. Very simple line. Okay, there's another line right there. I'm just really focusing on that five chord and not worrying so much about that two chord. Okay, another thing you could do actually is just ignore the resolutions too. So what we'll do here is what we're gonna do is we're gonna resolve from that A7 to the D minor seven, that's a sixth chord, but we're gonna completely skip that G7 to C minor seven. And we're gonna only focus on the F7 to the B flat seven, right? That's the four chord. So in other words, I'm just worried about making that D minor seven shine and making that uh, that B flat seven, the four chord shine by targeting and using the five one relationships, totally skipping the G seven, the C minor seven. You don't have to always play every single change. So let's just say on the F major seven, or the F major seven, we start here. So uh, let's see. Okay, so I like that. So. Okay, do you see I did that? We just resolved to the four chord, the B flat seven. I skipped the chords in between. So the chords are going. But all I'm playing is. Right? So see how I just took out some chords from the picture and just focused on those five to one relationships? It really makes things simpler, okay? And also, this leads me into my third tip here, which is use motific development. So notice what I did with this line. It goes. And all that line really is, is I'm starting on the flat seven of the A seven. So flat seven, root, third, and then we have the fifth, the 13th, and then resolving on the D minor to the third. Okay, resolving to the third is always a great idea. So, 
Okay, so again, flat seven, root, third, fifth, thirteenth, and then landing on the third of that D minor seventh chord. Okay, so we're this is this is the motif we're going to use. Really simple, but it sounds like I'm outlining the changes right, and it resolves to that third, so it really brings it out. Then I'm going to skip the that one to the C minor seven, but now I'm going to go. Okay, so now we're on the F7, and I'm going once again, flat seven, root, third, fifth, thirteenth, and then I'm going to resolve to the third. Now this time it's a major third, right? Because we're playing a dominant seventh chord this time. It's not a minor seventh chord. So obviously the formula for a dominant seventh chord is root major third. So we don't want to do a minor third. So it sounds really nice. You can kind of hear some of the chords I played in between there. I gave it a little bit more context. But just even playing simple motific ideas like that is really going to help you. So we're skipping chord changes and we're playing these simple motific ideas. Now, this tip really is going to come in handy, especially when we get to the next set of chord changes. Like I mentioned, we're at the four chord now. Then it goes to this chromatic 2-5 series, right? So let's see if we can't keep this train rolling, okay? Let's see if we can't keep this train rolling. Now, because this doesn't resolve, I don't know if I want to do the exact same thing. So let me kind of uh, brainstorm here a motific idea. Um. Okay, so let's try something like that. Very simple. So this is a B flat minor seven. We just turned the four chord into a minor seventh chord. I'm just going up the arpeggio essentially. I'm going third, fifth, flat seventh, but then resolving to the third of the E flat seven. It's that two five relationships. And then I'm hitting the fifth of the E flat seven as well. So it's. And then here we are at the G minor seven. Now we have to figure out something else to resolve it, but let's see what we have so far. Okay, so I actually really love this idea. You know, it, it's it, at first I was like, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna work. It doesn't really make as much musical sense to me, but but. We've got our head going in the right direction, right? We got our head going in like, okay, we need to figure out ideas that basically are the same thing that make musical sense. So I'll tell you what I didn't like about this one now that I actually played it is we're going up the arpeggio there, essentially. It sounds too much to just keep going up the arpeggio. So I want to go down. So... Yeah, I'm going to do that. So when we get to the B flat minor, I'm going to go. Yeah, 
something like that. So let's let's try it again. So we got to the B flat seven. Now we're gonna. That. So let me keep playing through it a little bit. Yeah, I like that. So let's try to make see if it makes sense with the other narrative, the other motif I was playing. it a little bit better now obviously we can keep going and building off this and trying to fine-tune it one more time here something like that you know that wasn't perfect but what I would do is I keep composing ideas over top of that to fine-tune it and make it even better and you probably even notice I changed up the rhythm a little bit with the motif right because changing up the rhythm just a little bit with the motific idea makes it so it doesn't sound so robotic because if we're just going right it sounds a little robotic if we go Let's try that again. Right, then we can start creating some cool musical ideas. So using rhythmic and melodic development, motivic development, can really be really powerful. So in summary, the bird blues, right? The first tip is to make sure you understand the harmony, right? We have the one chord and the four chord and the five chord, but Charlie Parker is connecting it with these two fives, right? Then we get to the four chord. Now he's got to get to the five chord. So he goes chromatic two fives all the way down to the two five. There's the important chord one, right? So once we have that, then we start thinking, okay, there's a lot of chord changes going by really fast. How do we slow this down essentially? Okay. Let's skip some chord changes. And so first of all, let's think about the 5-1 relationships. And then after that, ask ourselves, do we have to play all of those 2-5 relationships? Maybe not. And as you saw with that motific idea, we totally skipped that G7 to the C minor 7 went to the F7 and the B flat 7. And it sounded just fine. You don't have to play every single chord change. Then we can start using motivic development to try to make sense because it can be difficult, especially over these chromatic two fives, you know, to try to improvise lines that make a lot of sense. You know, it can get a little difficult to do it. So when you have motivic ideas that make melodic and rhythmic sense, then you can start building nice solos. And the key thing here is to compose. We can't just start improvising this stuff. You got to start composing ideas, getting things into your fingers, getting things into your muscle memory, things that make musical sense to you. And once you're able to do that, you can start seeing success over this song form and many other song forms.
Okay, that's all for today's show. Hope that was helpful for you. Hope that you can take action. Because remember, the only way you're going to improve is not by listening to this podcast and learning a lesson. It's by actually applying that lesson. So make sure you take action and check it out. Now, like I mentioned, we're actually studying blues for Alice, which is a verb blues in my inner circle membership this month. Of course, even if you join at a later month, it's still going to be available in the membership. So if you'd like to become an inner circle member, go to lgsinnercircle.com and check out your membership options there. Or like I said, you can also get a free Learn Jazz Live 2021 virtual summit ticket when you become an Inner Circle member if you go to learnjazzlive.com and sign up over there. So do check that out. Would love to have you join us as a member. All right, we're going to be coming out with another great lesson next week. Looking forward to seeing you back then. Cheers and happy practicing. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes, and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.